0: Is another episode of the Fuzzy Mind. This is the Fuzzy Mind, the interview series without format, without boundaries, without focus. This <laughs> is the Fuzzy Mind. Formed in 1994, German black metal outfit Dark Fortress has risen to the top ranks of the genre. Their latest release, released in February 2020 through Century Media Records was to see them tour parts of Europe and then do two high-profile performances in the U.S. at Maryland Death Fest 18 and California Death Fest 6. But with COVID-19, the CD release shows in Europe, as well as their Maryland Death Fest show, have been canceled. I recently had a casual conversation via Skype with guitarist V Santura about his homeland, the new album, the tour cancellation, and various other topics. I don't know why. I guess it's due to their stage persona and the dark, aggressive music, but to this day, I'm often surprised at how cordial these extreme metal musicians are. Victor was certainly no exception, which I found out right away as soon as I asked him how he was
1: doing. Uh, I'm doing very good, and I hope you too. Yeah, Where uh, where are we hooking up from? Where are you? Well, I'm I'm basically at home or in my studio, and I'm living in a tiny village in the southeast of Germany, in Bavaria. So the next small town is called Landsud, and the next city that you've probably heard of is called Munich.
0: Uh, my wife and I vacationed in Munich last year. It's absolutely stunning.
1: Ah, okay. What did you do yeah, there?
0: We went uh sightseeing uh what do we do? We well we saw my all-time favorite place Neuschwanstein. Ah, uh, okay.
1: I've been there too. <laughs> uh, well,
0: yeah, but we uh I, we were just marveling at the uh the architecture of the Rathskeller.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: And we went obviously we went to uh the uh the the beer house. Of
1: course. The Hofbräuhaus, yeah. House, yeah, yeah, you have to do that. I've never been there, to be honest. <laughs> Are you serious? I know I've never been to the Hofbräuhaus. House. I think that's the typical thing that you do. That, that's maybe one of the first things that I would do if I was visiting as a tourist. But since it's so close, I never really had a good reason to go there. <laughs> but isn't that the case? I mean, I,
0: I, I grew up in St. Louis and never went up in the uh, in the arch, and it was right down, uh, okay, you know, fifteen yeah. minutes from my house.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, there, there you see. Like, of course, when, when I come to a very interesting place, like when I was to, in New York, of course, I went on top of the Empire State Building or Sears Tower in, in Chicago and stuff like that. And probably if you live there, there's no reason to do that.
0: Very true. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, that kind of answers one of my first questions. And let me let me just uh, give the fuzzy mic, uh, I guess, uh, a, a brief intro of you. We're talking to V Santura, guitarist for Dark Fortress. Yeah! Out less than a month ago, and you were scheduled yeah. to play uh, America at the uh, 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 Death Metal Fest in Baltimore and yeah. Death Fest in California.
1: Well, I know for sure that the Maryland Death Fest has been let let's let's say it positively has been postponed to May uh- 2021. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that—that that is for sure. And I've—I've—I've um, I've, I've been in, in in email contact with the promoter of the of the festivals like two days ago, and he said, okay, they have to postpone the festival or basically cancel it. But they really want to have us um, on the bill in two thousand twenty-one. So we—I just I basically just a, a few few hours ago, I wrote him like, okay, we are on board. We want to do it and. Two days ago he said it's not 100% sure if they're going to make California Deathfest or not, but um, the chances are that it's not happening. But maybe you know more already, so is that also cancelled now, officially?
0: Uh, but I haven't got an official word, so... Yeah, I
1: mean, the state of Bavaria in Germany is basically also in a complete lockdown. We are basically not uh, supposed to meet any people that we are not living with. So, <laughs> it's <laughs> quite lonely when you live alone, which is the case, <laughs> which is the case with me, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I'm handling it pretty well actually, but um, yeah.
0: What are you doing living by yourself and, and not being able to go outside and, and with the contact uh, of other people?
1: Well, I mean, the good thing is that I at least I I can still work and I have my studio at home and I have a lot of mixing jobs lined up, like five or six albums in the pipeline where I'm just going to mix one by one. So I'm just a mixing robot for the next couple of weeks, I think. And besides that, my best friend is obviously Netflix. I think that's the case (laughs) with a lot of people at the moment. You you just have a phone talk um, with friends or family. I mean, that's how it goes. What do
0: you recommend on Netflix for us?
1: Yeah, the problem is that that all the, the stuff that I wanted to see, I already watched it. Um, <laughs> at, at the moment, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the show uh, Better Call Saul, but I'm, I'm desperately waiting for the next episode, to be honest.
0: You were just talking about uh, you've got a lot of mixing projects.
1: Is that where your concentration is now in producing? Basically, that's my main income, yeah, and since since a long time. Um, obviously, you can't really make a living when you are a black metal musician, so <laughs> that's, that's my second income. Uh, Income, so to speak, but my main my main thing is producing and mixing and mastering, and that's the case since more than ten years.
0: I've always wanted to ask uh, a, a black metalist, a doom metalist, and you just brought it up. Uh, you can't make a very good living being a black metal musician.
1: What no, is? Of
0: course not. Really?
1: No, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, of of course, especially not with a band like Dark Fortress. I'm I'm, I'm playing. I'm of also playing in Trypticon and Trypticon um, is probably yeah is, is bigger than Dark Fortress and we got pretty decent uh, fees when we play a show. The thing is just that we don't play many shows, so um, in order to make a living, really a living, we would have to be on the road all the time. and that's probably also not really the way to go. So I think most people that play in a black metal band, they just have a regular job. And at least I'm not having a regular job. I'm still working with music, and I'm mainly working with metal all the time because that's where my clients come from. So I'm doing a lot of, so I'm basically, I'm still a professional musician, just that the main income comes from the producing and engineering aspect of it.
0: Yeah, I believe, what is it, 2007, 2008, you went on the road with Celtic Frost. That had to be pretty damn cool.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was uh, exactly. It was 2007. Um, I had, uh, I think, 60 shows with Celtic Frost.
0: When you're that... touring with legends like that, what what are you learning, if anything, uh, on the road with them?
1: <laughs> that's a good question, and it's long ago. But I have to say, I was just, I was just uh, thinking uh, about those uh, about the tour that I had with Celtic Frost the other day, and it was, it was for sure one of the most. Uh, impressive and mind-blowing experiences in my whole life. Like, uh, first, we had a tour about four and a half weeks together with Creator in, in Europe. And then I was, like, two days at home or something, and then we had a U.S. tour with uh, Type O Negative, who were direct support for Type O Negative, and that was, like, an amazing experience. And what do you learn from that? Um, I don't know. Like, as a musician, of course, I, I what I learned from playing in Celtic Frost is... Um, kind of the groove they had and the consciousness for for timing and micro timing for like playing really laid back and have that one particular snare just tiny bit too late and then you put your guitar on that and all of a sudden everything sounds bigger and heavier that that is one of the things on the musical aspect that I was learning and the other thing was just um, yeah basically in a way studying the the social interaction between people and what it also can do to you, or to your mind, or to your psyche when you are um, on tour, and basically in that in that bubble that you are in when you are on tour, because it's really like uh, being a little bit in, in a in a parallel universe.
0: I've always thought that it would be fascinating if we could share the vision of experts. Uh, just for one day and you just brought it up you know when, when you mm. were with, with Celtic Frost the one thing that you learned was if you hit the snare this way and everything explodes this way and with the guitars and stuff like that yeah. with that technical of vision where you're able to see or hear in your instance how are you able to expand your mind and see a larger picture?
1: I mean the thing is um, the, the one thing that I do when I write music is basically um, you can only write what comes out of you and it's a lot about intuition um, it's, it's only to a certain degree it's a only to a certain degree it's an intellectual process writing music um, a lot comes from from just yeah intuition and it's hard to 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 put into words to be honest and I'm also not thinking like when I write music oh how will this appeal to masses actually I think I, d- I never found the recipe how to appeal to masses and <laughs> I also think that my taste for music when I actually rely on my taste on my on my gut on my gut feeling is i realized that my taste for music is completely incompatible with what the masses actually like so basically when i write music i know it will only appeal to to a small group of people <laughs> and <laughs> i think i would be bad in trying to be a producer for like big commercial pop because if i would f- follow my taste i know i'm not going to hit the taste of the masses basically so that that's my feeling <laughs> to be honest
0: is black metal where you're you're in I mean, if you weren't playing it, would you still be listening to it?
1: no i mean I, I i have a broad spectrum of, of music that i that i actually like and honestly i don't listen to much black metal nowadays anymore um, but of course there's some some of the classics um like emperor for example that's still one of my favorite bands that's stuff that i really love but i mean the 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 black metal albums that i really love it's also just a handful of records to be honest and there's uh stuff from other genres that i that i love equally but i i wanted to get back to what you just asked about the big picture Picture. Yes, sir. Um, even though I'm like not really thinking about okay, um, how are we gonna appeal to like a big audience? I still think it's a very important thing, and that's also something that I that I that I think a lot, a lot in my head when I write an album, that I always have the big picture of the whole album in my mind. So I'm I'm even not only writing single songs. I always try to have the the vision of the whole album in my head, like the album context. So when when the album starts with a really fast song, I'm not just gonna write Start another right. song. Then I think okay okay, okay, which kind of song do we need on the second position now, which kind of vibe should it have? Which kind of groove? And then I try to write a song according to that, and so on. So, um, but how to do that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like re- relying on your your, uh, your intuition and on your guts, and of course, like the theory that you've learned over the years. So it's always a combination of that.
0: Okay, so you bring up theory, and that kind of leads me to your your uh, your bandmate, your lead singer, uh, mm-hmm. Florian Morion. Yeah. Uh, He's classically trained, and you're talking about music theory. How did we get from Beethoven and Mozart to Dark Fortress?
1: Um, I I think there are a couple of missing links (laughs) 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 along the road. <laughs> and some of them might be somewhere early rock and roll, and then stuff like I don't know uh, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, and then Celtic Frost, uh, Bathory, Emperor, and then maybe we arrive at Dark Fortress. So <laughs> those might be some of the links. Nope. But yeah, you're, you're, you're actually right, Morian. He's not only classically trained; he's actually uh, a, co- a quite successful contemporary classical composer, and he's making a living of that.
0: Yeah, no, I saw him compose yeah. with. Uh, who, who did he play? He sat and play guitar with. I think a Netherlands uh, symphony or uh, exactly. Yeah, when the there. yeah yeah.
1: He's yeah. he's basically he's based in Netherlands and he's doing all his uh, work from there. And um, yeah, Dutch TV made a made a documentary about him um, a couple of years ago. And then he had this show in the. Concertgebouw, I think in Amsterdam was a pretty big thing.
0: This kind of leads me into um, the video that I want to talk with you about, uh, mm-hmm. because I know the background of the song is when Morian went to Chile, he fell in love with this place called Paliaike. Is that, exactly. did, I, did I
1: pronounce that correctly? Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think Paliaike, yeah. So, okay. Something and, like that. And, I, I guess a Chilean guy would uh, pronounce it differently, but I think uh, close enough for now. <laughs> that is also a beautiful that video. You think so? Thank you very much.
0: Oh my gosh! The scenery in that thing is just incredible. But but while it's so vast and while it's so beautiful, I think there's a simplicity in in the uh, in the video where you guys as the band are playing in this remote location and uh, just you guys just existing in that looks almost surreal.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I mean that was the whole idea behind the video. I mean the thing is also we don't have a big budget and um, like a really good video sometimes tells a story and then you need really good guys and a lot of uh, budget for that and that's something we obviously didn't have and with Pali the choice was pretty easy for us this time as a video because we could actually just make a video about the place uh, the song is is basically about and uh, the good thing is that uh, our vocalist he traveled to the place to Pali a couple of years ago and made a lot of... uh, HD um, high-definition shots uh, with his camera and so we could just simply use that footage for the video and just show these landscapes and we just had to find a similar place uh, in Germany that we could make look like um, it's also taking place in the volcanic area because obviously we did not fly everybody to Chile because that would have kind of blown our budget <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad you cleared that up for me because I'm thinking, because I read that you you, uh, commented on the lack of budget that black metal bands and and in particular Dark Fortress has, uh, the constraints, the budgetary constraints. And I'm like, well, then how the heck did they fly all five guys in the production crew over to Chile? But you actually found a place in Germany that kind of looks similar, huh?
1: Yes. Um, yeah, I have to confess that. I mean, we do have budgets, of course, but I mean, flying over six people to Chile, um, yeah, then then you are already talking about ten thousand dollars, and of course yeah. we can't afford that. So um, yeah, we found this uh, spot that is actually not even so far away from where I live, and that looks kind of like a volcanic place and uh, kind of surreal, like on an alien planet, and. Um, I also, I just made a few pictures and also um, sent them over to, to Florian and he said like, oh my god, that really almost looks like it, it is oh, in, cool. in Poly Ike. So there was a quite cool coincidence.
0: Well, we are talking to uh, Vicentura, Centura, guitarist for Dark Fortress. Spectres from the Old World came out less than a month ago. How exciting was that and then how disappointing is it that you can't tour behind this?
1: Um, it is. <laughs> it, I was very excited about it to release it also because it was almost six years since our last album and also I have the feeling that the reactions that we got were absolutely fantastic and even in Germany we we hit the official album charts for the first time which is quite crazy like on number 39 but um, that's uh, quite decent for a black metal band I think but yeah of course it's disappointing as hell that we can't tour now because we did a lot of planning into this touring already months ago or a year ago and now it's all falling apart but i still have high hopes that um we will do it in 2021 instead because i mean we've obviously we've never been with dark fortress to the united states and it's it's a dream if we could uh play it's, it would be a dream come true to play in the united states and yeah it would be super disappointing if if it doesn't happen
0: uh, it'll um, happen in 2021. I mean, you've got yeah. the Norway uh, festival that got canceled this year that you've already confirmed for next year. Exactly. Maryland Death Fest is already confirmed for next year, so you'll you'll get that opportunity. Uh, it's just so. yeah. Will will you be releasing new music in between now and then, or is this going to no. kind of be the focus?
1: I don't think that we are gonna be that quick and have another album out in only one year. I think that would be pos- impossible. <laughs>
0: will the current climate, will the current situation that the global crisis is, will that play into future songwriting for you?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, huh, I mean, uh, you are always influenced by the by the vibe and the situation around you, and basically also about you are always influenced by the emotions that you are going through by yourself. So in a way, it might of course have some, um, let's say. Uh, at least unconscious influence, but if it's yeah. gonna be, if it's gonna be, I, I don't think that we will sing about the coronavirus in uh, on the no. next album. But I mean, you could even, for example, we have you have the song "Pasusu" on the new record. Mm-hmm. If you would have that song on the next record with exactly those lyrics, you could even. Find a relation to that. What is happening at the moment? Because what Pasusu basically is, um, he's he's considered as the lord of all fevers and plagues, and is basically considered as a as a very evil or bad spirit or entity. But it is basically also the the, the demon or a force that is protecting nature from humans. So you could say um, when 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 the whole world is in this lockdown at the moment that. It gives nature a little bre- uh, a little time to breathe and to recover a little bit because there's like for example in China the air is already significantly getting uh, cleaner for example I saw that
0: well even in America here sorry even in America we are already seeing that
1: yeah yeah I can't imagine I mean here I'm, I'm living on the in, in the sticks so um, the, the air is good anyways but um, I, I'm sure that in in, in in very densely populated regions you can see that difference and I mean that is the aspect or that that's one of the that's one of the aspects of that song Pasusu and you could actually kind of see a reference in what's happening now. Of course that was not inten- intentional and I also don't wanna say like, oh, this is actually good what's happening now because it's not, it sucks. Um, but nevertheless um, you, you could see it from that perspective that uh, it gives nature a little a little time to breathe. <laughs>
0: Facebook page earlier this morning and I noticed that you were selling merchandise on there, but you had planned on taking it down uh, for a little while, but I mean, you guys got to sell merchandise to keep money coming in, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course, the, the whole merch money that we get in, it's just a tiny thing, but nevertheless, of course, we ordered merch because we had uh, we had the pre-sales for the album going on. And now we ha- we were supposed to have some release shows uh, in Germany and Switzerland and Netherlands, basically starting in three days from now. And yeah. we have all the merchandise already for these shows. And yeah what to do with it so we decided okay let's have our webshop a little bit longer open and hope that um fans that were intending to buy merchandise on our shows are ordering it now um, online because that's one one way how you can support uh, a band because it's a difficult time for bands now because obviously nobody has any anything to do or any income
0: yeah well not only that i mean you don't even have an outlet to go play because everything's closed down
1: yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's yeah. it's a disaster for the whole for the whole industry but I mean like for us it's maybe not as bad but when I think about for example all the all the live venues all the clubs all the promoters that probably have to pay a huge rent every month mm-hmm. and then they don't have any income for weeks or months um i wonder how many will survive that 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 situation i mean i i know that the state is having plans to 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 support um freelancers companies artists and all that but um yeah nobody knows how this will turn out
0: how, how do audiences differ from country to country
1: a lot even from town to town it can be like a huge difference from if you're only like 200 miles away that you have one one show one day where you have an amazing audience and they're completely into it and energetic and uh, Moshing around and on the next day um, It's it's really a cold crowd and they're just standing there with their arms uh, Locked in front uh, in front of their chest and not being really welcoming that's that's really weird um that there are such huge differences in crowds just from from city to city, to be honest. Um I mean I've 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 played a couple of times in the United States, not not with Dark Fortress, but with Crypticon and, and Celtic Frost. And I actually like the crowds in the United States. It's still um it's still a good energy there. And well, it depends in Europe, really. Like, um, for example, Poland is amazing. Usually, um, Germany can be really mixed. There can be places where it's really amazing, and other places are super boring to play. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's 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 hard to to find a formula for that.
0: <laughs> so, when when you get an audience that's basically just standing there, kind of cold with their arms crossed, how does that affect performance? Do you try harder, or you just say, like, oh, screw it?
1: No, we don't say screw it. That's that's uh, unprofessional, I think, because maybe people still like it. You never know. And it's I think it's your duty to always give the best you can. But, of course, um, it's a bit uh, more motivating uh, when people are into it. I mean, it's, like, it's probably a bit similar, like, with sports teams. You know, when you're playing at home and your stadium is full, um, teams uh, win more often when they play at home than when they play in the – Foreign stadium. It's just a uh, you get you get of course influenced by the feedback that you get and from and by the energy that you receive. But nevertheless, also when the crowd is uh, seems to be bored or doesn't or not very welcoming, then um, my attitude is to still give everything and not get confused by that and just uh, try to make a proper show.
0: So then, do you play for the audience or do you play for yourself?
1: Um, both. Both. Uh-huh. Of course. I mean. I, yeah, I still play. I play for myself, to be honest, also, because um, when the sound on stage is good and I feel the energy of the music, I almost don't care what's happening around me. Then it's like a, like a rush or like almost being on drugs or something. Um can be really amazing. yeah That's why I also no, say, it, like, when, when I go on a stage, I always want to be sober. Um, I don't even drink a beer. I, I hate. I hate being uh, not not 100% in, in control of what I'm doing. So I'm never drinking or something. Um, and I think it's completely unnecessary because it's already like um, getting high. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. No, it, it's well, the
0: adrenaline and the uh, and the energy for sure. It, yeah. it's, uh What is the pre what is the pre show ritual with Dark Fortress?
1: Mm, I mean, we are. Obviously, we are still playing with uh, with makeup or with with corpse paint, and uh-huh. of course, that is in a way already something like a ritual because, like, about one hour before the show, you start putting on your your stage clothes, you start putting on the makeup, and that is almost something a little bit like a like a meditative um, thing to do because you kind of you look in the mirror and you're you see yourself changing in front of the mirror, and become this. Uh, kind of different personality and that that already sets the mood for being ready to play that show.
0: Well, we hope we get to see you in 2021, get the cork paint so on, get ready to play the show for us because uh, as somebody who loves what you do, who loves the genre of music, uh, it's very disheartening to see all these shows getting cancelled, especially yeah. when you were going to come over with, uh, with your bandmates in Dark Fortress and play The States for the first time, buddy. I'm so sorry
1: that it got cancelled. Thank you very much, yeah. But we will we will make it right next year. Now ah,
0: well, thanks for staying up real late with me over there, and uh, tell uh, tell everybody in the band they got a big fan over here in Houston, and we can't wait to see you guys. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, Specters from the Old World is out. You can get it on Century Media Records. Uh, B. Centura, thank you so much, my friend. Take care. Auf thank seen. you very much,
1: Kevin. Take Did care. Did I say that right? Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember what everybody was telling me when I was over in Munich. Auf Wiedersehen, Auf Wiedersehen. So I couldn't tell me I couldn't I couldn't distinguish if they were
1: saying goodbye or get the hell out of our country. It means uh see you again. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually very positive to say that.
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah. Take care my friend. Take care. Bye, bye bye.
0: My thanks to V Santura of Dark Fortress, also to Century Media Records and Claire Reynolds, publicity manager at The Orchard, for facilitating the introduction and booking. The Fuzzy Mike executive producer is Trish Klein. Social media director is Lisa Tynan. Production elements, Zach Sheesh at the Radio Farm. I'm your host, Kevin Klein. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for bonus features. Also, for a visual presentation of this conversation, watch it on thefuzzymike.com. See you next time on The Fuzzy Mike. Fuzzy Mike. Thanks for listening to The Fuzzy Mike. Check back often and stay fuzzy. Wait a second. Did we read that right? Stay fuzzy?